0: To win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown them. A-
1: but they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.
0: Hello and welcome into Commissioner's Corner. Headed into week 8 and it is my absolute pleasure to introduce our guest tonight. You've heard from him once through the power rankings. It's the one, the only, John Fishback. John, how you doing this evening?
1: Captain, uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Well, I that's not my name anymore. We're we're done with that joke as we have been for the last 8 years. But anyway, uh, we'll move I don't know. We'll, we'll move right I don't along. Know. Uh John you you just shared with me a little bit of news. Then that is that you are flying solo tonight in the treehouse. Is that what you guys are calling this this uh, uh, casa? The cabin in the woods. Oh,
1: These the woods cabin woods, in the woods. My fault. Yeah. Cheers. By the way.
0: Oh, cheers. Uh, what what are you going with tonight?
1: Can you hear that?
0: Oh, I can hear the clinkies. Mine's in a plastic uh, cup because I'm trashy. So.
1: Oh, I've got uh, some Maker's Mark whiskey on the rocks.
0: And equal- hanging,
1: hanging out with my friend Connor.
0: Equally as nice, I have a little bit of Jim Beam, which only the classiest of us really do drink. So Uh, pretty much equal in that regard. Where we're not equal, John, is in your fantasy football record. Absolutely dominating. The Lug, uh, moved yourself into the the top class there of the Lug really with Randall. Um, And we're going to dive into all that in plenty of due time. But before we dive into the teams and the specifics of the roster, I wanted to ask you about a little bit of general topics with the uh, League of Ordinary Gentlemen. And even before that, John. Yes, it's a jam-packed episode. I was hoping nice. to hear a, a little bit of a life update for because we were chatting a little bit before this, and there's been some ideas for you in the works, and it seems that they've come to fruition. Can you get into that for us a little bit?
1: Um. Yes, Connor. I'd be happy to oblige. Um, I'm moving to San Diego. I've been trying to for a Hell while, yeah. but uh, logistics haven't worked out, but I think we finally got a place, so and going to... Going to Hawaii in December and then to San Diego, move in there uh, at the beginning of the new year.
0: Oh shit, dude! That's a. I mean, obviously, moving to San Diego in its own right is pretty legendary move. And from what I've heard, I haven't been there unfortunately yet, but it's on l- quite legitimately, maybe the top of my domestic travel uh, plans. And now that I have a place to stay, hopefully, right, John?
1: Uh, yeah, as yeah. long as. As long as you stay below me in the end of the season standings, you can stay as much as you want. <laughs>
0: okay, deal. Uh, it looks like I'm kind of aiming that way anyway, so let's just shake on that right now. Um, but okay. Either way, uh, very curious about your both both endeavors. First off with Hawaii, is that a family trip just going because you have the time and want to do it or what? what's going on with Hawaii there?
1: Oh yeah, just a family, nice family vacay. Get some surfing, diving, spearfishing. You know, hell Sun, yeah, tan of course.
0: Am am I wrong in remembering that the fishbacks have always been a fans of the Hawaiian Christmas?
1: Oh, big big fans.
0: It, it's been a go to throughout the the years, I believe.
1: Yeah, as you know, we all turn ghastly white in the in the middle of winter, so it's nice to get out there to get a little, a little bit of
0: right. Well, and
1: some vitamin B.
0: From what I've been seeing on Instagram, you are quite the surfer these days, correct?
1: I'm trying my best, man. It's really cold up here. That's kind of what I'm, why I'm trying to go south.
0: Okay, gotcha. And with your wetsuit, are you you don't have the uh, thickness that you need to survive the Oregon Water Pacific Ocean up here?
1: Not in my wetsuit.
0: Okay, fair enough. And and I think San dick, Diego will pretty much solve those problems. Plenty dick in other areas. <laughs> that's right. You, weirdly enough, your crotch is never cold. That's because it's pressing <laughs> so hard against the material, I'm sure. Exactly, uh, <laughs> exactly. That's pretty sick. And then with San Diego, how did that all come about? I know you've been talking about it for a month or two. Um, what's the job situation, I'm sure, or even if not a job, just kind of what your plan is in a living? Because I, I heard you say we earlier. Is there someone joining you on this oh, a- adventure
1: well i don't know if you know but i uh after i finished working my job last winter i took like a three-month trip down highway 101 and down into I was supposed to go to mexico but just got stuck in san diego living like a homeless man out of my 99 camry that you know well you all oh, know yeah. well
0: oh yeah legendary so, car yeah, sleeping,
1: the sleeping in the back of my camry for about half the trip no uh, shit the, the people that I'm moving with, yeah, like, literally, like, a homeless man went in a the, in the car. Ended up showering a bunch of days at the beach showers. Became <laughs> friends with many of the old homeless men. It was a good time. Anyway, I found out I really <laughs> like it down there.
0: <laughs> That's so, amazing. I yeah, not... dude, like,
1: literally, I'd be sleeping in my car and I have to go to the bathroom and go and use the public bathroom, like, as my you know that 2 a.m bathroom trip
0: unbelievably wild john and and <laughs> in that can i am i understanding right that like when do you make friends with the other uh not other because i know it was temporary for you but the homeless <laughs> the other
1: my fellow homeless <laughs> that, man.
0: well i mean if it it sounds like it for a brief period in time oh yeah uh, okay, uh, a quick game update back. here um, John, did you just see the last play? Because I know I'm a tiny yes. bit ahead of you. So yeah, Packers, Cardinals, an amazing Thursday night game so far. Cardinals obviously undefeated. 12 seconds left from their own or going in on the eight-yard line. A fade route or back shoulder throw to A.J. Green. He His head never turns around, and it's picked off by the Packers. Going the other way, it looks like they're going to hold on. Both teams move to 7-1. and one. Probably the best Thursday night game of the year, if I can be so bold.
1: Great for me. Kyler Murray with no touchdowns and DeAndre Hopkins only played about half the game, so
0: And that's gonna play yeah. in that's gonna play in a little later. I wanted to uh wrap up on the the first parts oh, the- here because we gotta save all the loo content for one portion, obviously. Uh, okay. Will you be in a beachside property or like, what's the living situation? Cause if I know you, you're going to be living in a dope spot and making it work best for your, uh, your preferences around that area, which I would assume is surfing and then, um, fishing maybe a little bit.
1: Oh yeah. So we're trying hard to make it as, uh, bet, you know, the best situations possible. Uh, I'm moving there with a girl and a guy that I lived in Thailand with. Oh, no way. Right? Yeah, and so when I was down there, the other half of the time that I wasn't stay- living like a homeless man, I was staying, I was basically just living on her couch, her family has a place in La Jolla. So, yeah, they've been, they've been doing all the house hunting while I'm up here. Hell and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... That's a the ideal stitch.
0: That's a yeah, and that's a crazy situation in general. Just the fact that you've met such, you know, I guess lifelong, maybe a bit bold, but companions that you're now living with through your trip to Thailand. It just shows like the world traveling and the adventure is definitely well worth it. Ten times out of ten, that's pretty the adventure never sick.
1: stops, Con.
0: Oh, uh, and I think you've inspired most of the Luke uh, through that message. And with wow. that, let's dive into the Luke a little bit. That was a B minus transition. I'll I'll get better as we go. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for okay. uh, the first topic I wanted to cover with you, John, is the trade deadline. Obviously, there's been some messages in the league We're moving it to week ten this year, so giving everyone an extra week to evaluate rosters um, before the ro- before they are somewhat locked in um, for the remainder of the season. And and my question mostly for you is one. Do you like the changed? Is it not really relevant to you? Because whenever the deadline is, that's kind of, you know, it, it doesn't impact how you're looking at making moves. Um, or were you against it?
1: No, I love it. I'm a big fan. It always seems like it's a week early every year, you know?
0: And that's the feedback uh, we got. When I look back through the messages last year, there were two or three people that mentioned that same thing, which is why, um, I think it was brought up this year to move it a, a week back. But
1: yeah, it's like every year, including this year, I get super surprised when I get that text from you saying the, you know, the trade deadlines next week. Right. So I feel like it's perfect. We love trades. I'm a big trade guy. Well, fan of them.
0: Yeah, um, I'm with you. Yeah, I love the chaos of a trade. And, and that actually leads into the next point. I was curious with the trade deadline and the Luke specifically and your experiences over the years, you know, we've seen absolutely crazy deadlines especially over the last couple years where we're getting 10 trades on a day whether they be major or minor that doesn't really matter Uh, a lot of major ones included but the deadline has been a new factor in the league I'd say over the last three or four years where it really comes into play towards strategy in the postseason and I would I, I really think part of that is the fact that the beer mile is now such a uh glaring you know reward the I scary guess thing. Yeah, scary thing scary. I don't know what you want to call it yeah a uh, punishment not reward uh, for the loser that trade deadline strategies have completely altered in the league, and there's times where maybe you're giving up stars to get more depth throughout the lineup just to avoid the beer mile because you're already out of the playoffs so on and so forth but I wanted to know with that deadline and kind of the league's recent history do you feel at times that it's more you're wanting to make a move rather than you need to make a move? Or is it is it the opposite for you where you're just kind of looking to improve your roster solely um, and, and the emotional side doesn't really impact how the trades shake out?
1: I think it's definitely both. I will say before I get into this, the, the only problem I could see with moving the trade deadline back a week is that once teams you know see that they're out of it and they're probably not going to run the beer mile anyway, that They might not be as frantic to try to make a trade. That's but, a good
0: uh, point. That's a good point. But
1: I think the beer mile does quell that. And this year, everyone's,
0: everyone's so involved close. with the beer yeah. mile. So yeah, I don't Seven think we'll have a are.
1: problem. Well, with the beer mile and the playoffs, like literally everyone has a chance for both.
0: It's been staggering um, how close the league's been this year.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. So I couldn't. I can't see that this year, but I could see that potentially being. A reason why we might want to move it back in the future but i right. don't know we'll see no that's the a good beer point miles, the beer miles getting more and more daunting as we
0: oh my as god i'm terrified our bodies
1: age yeah so i love it though it's a great i mean what's better than the beer mile you
0: it's a perfect punishment a, honestly it exactly is, our league did a great job in deciding that and um i don't remember who exactly suggested it but a great great pick overall because it's it's just hard enough for the loser that, I mean, it sucks. Uh, me and you yeah, both can sucks, speak but... to that. It sucks. It's not easy as it seems, and it's not as fun as it seems, but <laughs> it's also something anyone can get through, and it's really not going to be something that, uh, you know, torments you throughout your life. It's, it's, it's the perfect amount of scary and fun for everyone else. I've loved the tradition of everyone meeting up to watch it that's in town. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I think an underrated part of what makes it so horrible is that, like, as you can speak to last year, you were puking on the track where there are never stop moving,
0: never stop. There, there,
1: there are families going around the track watching you,
0: literally do puke vomit. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: yes,
0: or puke vomit. I meant puke the foam of the beer. And and to your point, there's two stories from last year I remember specifically that are exactly what you're talking about. One being lap three, I'm just like that foam hits you like a fucking brick. It's coming up. I mean, no, there's no doubt about it. I don't know how you managed to keep it all down. That's really a, you deserve a trophy in your own right for that alone. Hey, I'm excited.
1: I'm, I'm, i hope that we see it again one day, Connor. I'll just uh, say that.
0: Yeah. I, I think it could just be a me thing, but, um, I, you know, that's quite a few minutes faster than, you know, offense. uh,
1: Oh, okay. That, dude, it's not even comparable.
0: It is comparable. Your,
1: no, it, unless you don't throw up, everything else is second place after that. Oh my Mine gosh, the I fastest don't know. time because I held it down. And you guys told me I couldn't throw up, by the way.
0: Yeah, but the, I know, you know that's been
1: disputed. We get older. And yeah, okay. Yours was not faster.
0: Uh, I mean, it, it, look at the stopwatches. Yours, it, it was faster.
1: No, it was not. It was it not count. It absolutely you, you only Yours was only half...
0: Completed. What do you mean half completed? That is just the most ridiculous. A- anyway, we digress. Uh, the fact is that on lap three, I felt it coming up again, and there was literally a family of four with a baby stroller on the <laughs> track. And if if it weren't my greatest compliment or accomplishment to absolutely whoop your ass time wise, it was okay. to hold down the beer during that passing segment. Um, and then the second being that there was a nice young lady on the track who saw what we were doing and on lap, I think four, actually, as we were going and I was drinking the beer on the infield, she came by and asked beer mile. And we all obviously <laughs> like sheepishly nod and think we're getting in trouble. And she's like, fucking finish it. And that was the yeah, motivation yeah. I I needed to, uh, get through it at that point. It's a, it's a great punishment.
1: It uh, is. You, you've kind of lucked out with your audience. I'm sure that there will be years in the future where uh, where the audience won't be quite so encouraging or kind or understanding.
0: I, I agree. Remember with the years, we went to like six different places just to find somewhere no one was. And even then we were a little nervous. So we'll see, yeah. we'll see how that changes. I'm hoping that one of us just becomes a billionaire and has their own private track. That would make things a lot easier for everyone. Uh, hey,
1: before we move on, you're... I mean, we'll touch on it later. But you, you are in very serious contention for beer mile again this year. Put, I want you to put your money where your mouth is. If you do get the beer mile, that you pledge not to throw up and to beat my time.
0: The rules have been established, John. If this you're, if out of you're my so hands.
1: confident, no, I'm just saying. If you're so confident, this I is
0: out of it. my hands. I wish I could. No, I it's wish completely I could make that in your hands call, right now. But it's can right now. Absolutely right not now. something I'm allowed to do. And so with that, we'll move right along here. Um, and and John, when you say serious contention, you better watch yourself because, uh, daddy's making a comeback. Um, okay. We'll see. Anyway, want to move on also to, you know, we've seen you, uh, struggle with the player that is Odell Beckham jr. A guy who in the preseason, you know, there's always high hopes. He's got the talent. He's got the quarterback that can do it. And, um, he's absolutely, proven in the past to be a a game changer but my question revolves more around like when you draft a guy like an obj or or you know many other examples one that comes to mind is paul with robbie anderson um who last year was absolutely dominant in the fantasy perspective and then this year has kind of laid somewhat of an egg when in the season is it time to reevaluate those guys and be like hey This isn't worth it. If I can't trade him, it might even be time to drop him as we saw Paul do. I mean, it proved to be a good move. He hasn't produced any more since. But in, you know, those cases, when do you think it's the right time to start reevaluating your underwhelming players despite their preseason projections and, you know, all the podcasts and whatnot?
1: Yeah, you know, I've been pretty bad about that over the years. I I like guys. Like, you know, we all obviously take the analytics into account and then kind of your own gut feeling about what's going to work. And I mean, Paul is almost purely analytical also. He might might have,
0: that was Tyler's point last week there. He, he, Tyler said a lot of the time, like no feel, which I know Paul since disputed and, and had plenty to uh, converse with Tyler about. Um, so I don't know where they shake out now, but that's kind of what you're saying as well, if I'm understanding correctly.
1: Yeah. And so, Like, you just – but regardless, like, you get those guys that you really like. And, you know, a guy like Robbie Anderson, who wasn't even hurt, you know, he's not producing. Right. Um, Well, even though their offense is, like, doing way too, like, really overperforming expectations. Then, like, I don't know, a few weeks is time to let go. I don't know if Paul was attached to him very much anyway. But then there are guys like OBJ who – okay, OBJ – was injured a bunch, you know, maybe Baker and him will start to click again. He was injured all last year. Now he's with him for the third time. I was just like hoping and praying. And I, I held on to him for about three weeks, weeks too late, I think.
0: And, and I think that's a fair, you know, that's a very objective view of it because especially with hindsight being 2020 at this point, obviously you haven't missed a huge performance in the last couple of weeks. So it, yeah, it's... Cooper.
1: Cooper's been all over the hindsight calls in our group chat.
0: Oh, he calling out you.
1: Well, he was yesterday. He uh,
0: was I I saw. Me I mean, stupid. I know what, Yeah, I, I see what he said. And you're then saying.
1: tonight he's doing the same thing with you. He's telling you that you. Uh, should have started James Conner.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. Which is hilarious. I
1: mean it's true. Yes, of course, after two but touchdowns,
0: it's... I know I should have started James Conner. Thank you for pointing that out. Is it saw... it was the six carries that scared me. And yes, it was fucking six. So give me a break.
1: I mean, yeah. Two weeks in a row, Con. 14 point plus points on your bench. I can't believe you. Oh, oh, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Anyway. Well, you know what? Let's just,
0: let's, let's go ahead and jump right into the power rankings. That's what everyone's here for. That's the bread and butter of the episode. So let's, let's get to it, Johnny. Let's Uh, get
1: to
0: it. I mean, I think we want to start with one because you're on the podcast and yes, These are from, by the way, sorry, excuse me. I should start this off the right way. John, I want to talk to you about the rankings that were written beautifully by uh, our very own Cooper Sprunk. Absolutely hilarious. And I also want to get your opinions on his White Claw flavor rankings, or not rankings, but assignments for for each player. So uh, first and foremost, topping off the list at number one is yourself, Mr. Fishback, the only man... That could pull off a deal to get Derek Henry and Alvin Kamara on the same team. We all say it's the blonde hair, but you say it's fantasy football IQ. What's put you at the top of the oh, rankings this season?
1: Well, obviously, it's got to be my my RB one and RB two. Also, let me say, uh, Coop did a great job. Everyone who's done this has done a great job so far. I know it takes like a while, so yeah, and can't be understated how great it's been. Paul did an excellent job last week, uh, albeit spending half of the words in his essay on his own team. (laughs)
0: But what would you expect? That's the thing I like about this is you really feel everyone's voice in their writing. And uh, what what else would you expect from P. Chef? I mean, that's how it should be.
1: It's true. It's great. But all right, let's get into my team. Isn't it great, Connor, to see me back at the top? It's been about a year or two. It's, Isn't it great to see?
0: It's, it's not great to see, especially because <laughs> of the fact that you basically paid Jack to help you out. I mean, otherwise, it's an underwhelming roster. I'll, I'll be all right, right. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to know, talk myself I, into things. No, you are absolutely dominating. I don't know dominating.
1: how good your memory is right now, but Jack, you guys were all like, giving me shit on draft day for accepting that trade.
0: That nah, doesn't A sound few, like me.
1: I'll be, okay, I'll bring. I'll bring up the receipts. Okay, okay, show me the receipts. I will, but so like the perception now is that Jack's an idiot for making this trade. Well, when,
0: okay, I, I'm pretty
1: sure he offered it to multiple people, and everyone was kind of like, eh, whatever. When he offered it to me, I like he called me, and we made it happen in like two minutes. I just said yes, and he said, "Okay, I'll send it to Con." And
0: so, to be fair, what? to be fair. Jack, it, the trades worked out exactly how both of you envisioned. Where you're getting the yeah. big first round, you know, you're getting that big production from those guys. But Jack has also received, you know, a lot of production from those mid tier guys that he stacked his roster with. So i i True. I know people are thinking it's it's easy to say, oh, that's a bad trade because Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara are such overwhelming names. But at the same time, it's really worked out the way both of you, I think, envisioned, or I mean, the point of the trade, it felt like, um, where your star power is off the charts, obviously, um, and you're at the top of the league. But also, Jack has had one really terrible loss to Tyler and otherwise has scored over 100 points most weeks. And that's that consistency factor I think he was chasing in that deal. so. Really, whether it's a good or bad choice, that's a different discussion. But I think it's at least worked out for both of you in a in in the sense you envisioned it.
1: I mean, yeah, obviously, Derek Henry should have gone probably one. I I don't know, even with C-Max, if he wasn't injured, probably still one. So I got a little fortunate getting Henry at four, you know, and Kamara at two. Um, And I think it fits our styles. You know, Jack has. Jack loves being consistent, having his D and kicker uh, perform well, having a good quarterback every year, and having depth on his team. Right, he loves that. I like having top-heavy guys and then taking risky flyers uh, and having my bench filled with potential. So um, I think it worked. It's it's worked well for both of our teams. Unfortunately, Jack's my picks that he took haven't panned out. You know, like Keenan Allen and right. Kittle.
0: Well, and and, and Keenan Ridley. Allen was Jonathan Taylor.
1: Oh, it was it?
0: Yeah, that was a deal with Cooper.
1: Yikes. Wow. What a trade from Coop.
0: Yeah, Coop. Well, again, to be fair, the Jonathan Taylor's last 2 weeks have been an increase over where he was producing at the time. Oh,
1: big time. Yeah, yeah. big time.
0: And so, okay, sorry. Let's get back to it. In terms of your team, do you feel also like you have enough Staying power to then take over in the playoffs as well. Yeah,
1: I mean, I have like I was just saying, I I've had Judy on IR. Right. Uh, obviously, my problem is in my wide receivers. I have Judy on IR, Rashad, Rashad Bateman, who's been IR on IR, Kadarius Tony, um, Emmanuel Sanders, who's been playing well. So I really just need one of those guys to step up. You
0: know, right? You're For filling Rashad, your
1: flags. Tony. Well, to be. I'm hoping that one of them turns into a wide receiver, too.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, I see now because you have Josh Jacobs as well.
1: Yes. And so if it doesn't pan out, I'll probably look to deal Jacobs for a wide receiver, too. Right. But um, we'll see. I got great quarterbacks. I'm, I'm pretty happy with where my team is now and waiting out the next few weeks to hope that one of those uh, wide receivers pans out for me. And then, and I think they will.
0: And, and I, I agree. I think you're you should be very confident right now. Your your team looks like an absolute force. And then I think you've been cheeky on the waiver wire as well as with some of your late draft picks. On like you said, uh, guys like Bateman and Tony, who are just now showing their potential and and could be major factors late in the season as well. Especially with bye weeks in the mix, uh, that's always nice to find one or two guys that that produce consistently enough that you don't feel terrible filling in um, some of your stars, you know, spots at the beginning. So true. And then at the same time, I have to ask you, with the White Claw flavor, your Tangerine Surge.
1: Oh, I I feel pretty good about that. I tried Surge, I said in the group chat, on accident last weekend. I went into the store and thought that they were just new flavors. And then you couldn't see
0: straight for four hours because they're fucking (laughs) packed.
1: (laughs) Well, they taste disgusting. Yeah, I don't I'm, know I'm if
0: with they, you. I didn't like them at all.
1: Yeah, they are not. It's not an enjoyable time you're having while you're drinking them, but it's, you know, you're just uh, expediting the process, I guess. Yeah, that's as true. As long as you can get them down. I mean, it's, and it's so
0: two claws in yeah. one, basically.
1: Two claws in one. And uh, yeah, so I, I I like that. I appreciate that. Tangerine's a great flavor. Um, so yeah, Coop, great job.
0: And I think uh, it's... You may,
1: oh, oh. Connor, what I will say, though, is is Cooper said that I might get one and a half or two trophies this year. Correction, I will either get two and a half or three if I win this year. Uh,
0: to be fair. so To be fair. Yeah,
1: to be fair. I wanted to just point out. He said, uh, no,
0: no. He said, however, if John wins, do the fishbacks have. You're still right. But do the fishbacks have Because he's including Joey as well, I think, is, is what oh, his point oh, is here. Oh,
1: oh, oh, You're so... No, no, no. It should I think still be saying... two and a
0: half and three, though.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And yes, so, I agree. But it is a good so... point. It is a good point. Do the fishbacks have And I know
1: Cooper's brand new to the championship club, but come on, man. You got to pay respect to the old timers. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. Well, we're going to move right along on that note. Uh, okay. At, at number two has been a staple at the top of the power rankings. That's Randall Taynor. Um, yeah. we've, we've seen his strategies pay off time and time again, especially in the last three or four years where he's really been a force within the Luke. And this year he's kind of done the same thing. He finds those guys that maybe aren't the biggest names and, and I'm obsessed with bringing it up, but it's Jalen, you know, Jalen hurts this year, um, yeah. as well as Cooper cup, who we all know about, but not to this extent. And he turns his roster into this consistent juggernaut. How do you see uh, this year's iteration of Randall's strategy on his roster in general, and where do you think he goes uh, come season's end?
1: Well, so Randy's team is interesting. First of all, I don't know if you've been hearing the rumblings and grumblings out of Philadelphia, but supposedly, uh, you know, they traded Flacco, so supposedly, uh, if Hertz uh, continues his poor, like, real-life performance, that Gardner Minshew – might be taken over in the near future. I have future. not
0: heard that, but that would absolutely change Randall's season, I believe.
1: I think so, too. And uh, I think that would change the Eagles' season. I think is probably better for their team. Really? Uh, yeah, I have Goddard now. You know, like, everyone's saying that the Eagles don't have weapons, but they have a great tight end, great wide receivers, or at least very solid. Solid running backs, decent line. So, oh. I'm hoping to see Minshew not just for Randy's downfall, but for the Eagles offense in general.
0: Interesting. I had not heard those grumblings. And then despite, despite maybe a downfall there though, how do you feel about Randy also grabbing a guy like Debo Samuel, who yes, we've seen him flash brilliance a time or two in the past, but now is I think wide receiver two or three in the league behind the other guy on his roster, Cooper cup. Um, Do you think that speaks to Randall's prowess in the pre-draft strategy, or do you think there's a little bit of luck at play?
1: I mean, it's hard to... When someone hits, Randall hit on Cup, Samuel, and Eckler. Probably the three biggest sleepers, right?
0: Yep, I think you're spot on.
1: Randall's always pretty solid. I think it was kind of a combo of both. You know, it's an educated guess, and he was correct. Yeah. Um,
0: do you think he has um, the staying power for the playoff season? You know, I mean, it's a whole different ball game at that point.
1: I mean, I think Randy's players are due for regression cup Samuel. I mean, cups on pace have the most, uh, yards ever by a wide receiver, which I don't think he'll end the season like that. Eckler's averaging RB two numbers, which I don't think he'll end the season like that. He's also super fragile. It's questionable this week might not even play. And uh, Samuel, I don't think Samuel can continue to do that all season, what he has been doing with Ayuk there. And I just don't know with their quarterback play and uh, Kittle coming back soon. And so I think he's, they'll still put up numbers, but I think they're all due for regression and, and he won't be putting up quite what he has been before.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's move on to number three here then. And that would be Paul Sheffield. Oh, wait, sorry. Real quick, white claw fi- flavor for Randall. Mango. Uh, Cooper notes has all the pizzazz and star power anyone could ever oh. want in a white claw.
1: <laughs> mango is a great flavor. I would I would have probably put uh, uh, ruby grapefruit there just because that's my favorite. But so you're calling Randall enough, your man- favorite? Well, besides me.
0: Wow. Okay. Blondes stick together. Blondes have more fun. Well, we I'm not,
1: say, I'm not saying Randall's my favorite No, you just in the said league. that. No, you just no, said I'm that. Saying, hey, everyone else heard that? Say, I'm not, the top two I'm are bonding. Gonna bear, I'm not going to play favorites. They're too close. I'm just saying Randall potentially has my favorite second team in the league.
0: Oh, to I do well, except talking about I, the person.
1: I think Chris Carson might be done for the season. Um, Randall's in deep doo-doo, as the children say. Uh, at the running back position, potentially having to start Miles Gaskin for the rest of the year, Randy. Um, take a look over my running backs. Let me know if you have anything to say. Oh, um, interesting. Anyway, interesting. Anyways,
0: a little sidebar there from the two top teams. That's that's really interesting, especially after you just said he's your favorite person in the league. That's some true I, buttering I of the biscuits. Next. A before okay, a trade. next, next, okay, next. <laughs> moving on to number three. We've got Daddy P, Paul Sheffield, who has come on strong as of really late. Cooper notes this three and fucking four. Uh, but Paul has dominate yeah, wins in the last Paul's, two weeks.
1: You gotta think Paul's coming strong these days. It's been so long <laughs> Actually it's
0: been scientifically proven or biologically proven that Paul is coming absolutely the strongest in the league.
1: Probably. I mean so long underperforming or not at all except by yourself. Um,
0: What's it, what gra- it?
1: I don't know. Anyway, what were you going <laughs> to
0: <laughs> I was going to ask you with Paul coming on so strong lately. Uh, and now I'm talking fantasy football. Put the towel away, John.
1: We were always talking fantasy football.
0: Oh, my apologies. The, is he starting despite his trash talk in the Luke, Group group text, which we all enjoy, love. It's a great entertainment throughout the day. Is he a, is he a true contender these days? Are you getting a little nervous at the top, seeing someone who, especially, you don't want to see get momentum, start to pick up a lot of steam?
1: I do. I, I think Paul is probably scarier than Randall right now. I'd rather face Randall over Paul, mostly because of Randall's running back woes. Like Paul doesn't really have any glaring hole. That he needs to fill in his team he has rookies that are starting to perform AJ Brown starting to look like AJ Brown again I think Deontay Johnson will probably not keep up what he's been doing but I don't know I, yeah, I, I don't know
0: I like Paul's I roster either. a lot too I, th- I think I, I think he was steadfast in how he felt about it from day one so I have to give him credit that everything he's been talking about is starting to come to fruition as much as the rest of the Luke hates to see it and especially hear it. Uh, mm-hmm. This is, I, I think this is a contender. I, I think this I do too. roster is one to definitely be, I would not want him to be the three or four seed and I have to match up with him in the first round. If I'm one or two, um, yeah. it, it, as you and Randall are, if we're taking these power rankings as seeding. Uh, that's, yeah, that's no, the guy I'm trying to avoid, but not close behind him is number four. And that's Cooper Sprunk who these two both have put up just a ton of points for the record that they're holding right now. And Cooper has made some really great trades as well as continued, you know, kind of his hot streak from last year on some of his, I don't even know if sleepers, but guessing on even the stars, you know, consistency again at Devonte Adams. Um, and, and some of these other guys, like I know Saquon hasn't exactly panned out, but that's about the worst luck you can get. And then I, I just keep drooling over his trade for Deandre Swift, who has turned out to be an absolute force, um, well, Swift
1: and Taylor huh?
0: and Taylor, which is recent, but I mean, paid off two out of two weeks. How do you feel yeah. about, uh, Cooper's squad for the rest of the season? And I assume another guy you're kind of nervous about facing come playoff time. If you're in that position still.
1: Yeah, I'm nervous about it. Not as much as Paul's, just because... I mean, if he does have Saquon and Devontae in the lineup, that's a pretty scary team.
0: That's wild. Think about that. He he, he has Saquon now added to Jonathan Taylor and um, DeAndre Swift. And then Cortland Sutton and Devontae Smith have been, you know... They've been all right. All right. But then he gets Devontae Adams back... You know, yeah. he's got Mark Andrews, who's a great tight end. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, an absolute force at any given week. And let me just add, he's got the best defense in the league with the Bills, averaging 11.3 from the defensive side. So, yeah, I don't know. He, I, I like uh, this team a lot.
1: I One thing to know is Cooper has zero dollars now. I think Kyle has zero as well. Cooper spent 30. The remainder of his dollars, 36, I think, on Tanyan.
0: Yeah, it's I didn't very understand that move. Why? Why spend so much? Like, I mean, he got him five and a half, and then maybe tore his Achilles, or, I mean, his ACL. I don't. Yeah, understand that move when I saw it, but maybe it was it's just very worth.
1: When he has Mark Andrews, you think that you don't go get for? It. I don't get it either. But you know, it obviously didn't pay off tonight because he got injured. So, something to watch out for. Cooper will have zero priority on the waiver wire the remainder of the season.
0: That's true. And we're, you know, and being the first year where the waiver wire is the bid um, format, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that impacts late in the season, especially after the trade deadline, when you can't do any other moves. Um, It will,
1: but overall, I love Coop's team. I think he's also uh, pretty, I think Cooper, Paul Randall and myself are in the upper tier right now.
0: I I think in league of
1: legends, we call that the S tier.
0: Of course, uh, I'm very familiar with the S tier. I'm normally there myself. Um,
1: okay. The, well, are you
0: in life, not fantasy football? Okay. Um, All right.
1: Well, that's that's almost as important.
0: <laughs> almost. It's really not close. I'm much more affected by fantasy football. Um, at number five, speaking of myself is myself. I I know John, you might disagree with this ranking, so I want to give you the first the first choice here
1: interesting with you being fifth uh, I think you and Derek should be switched but aside from that I don't really think that
0: I think that's fair I I I can I agree because he's won one more game and his team seems to put up he's more I think more roller coaster projection but his roller coaster goes a lot higher than mine in the good weeks and he's yeah he's had some good weeks
1: but you guys are close you have guys you kind of scrapped your way to your record Daryl Henderson um huge pick.
0: I uh, like Zach Ertz.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you. John.
1: But you've had like Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin underperforming. David Montgomery hurt Tyler oh, lockett underperforming. But um obviously you've had abysmal uh, managerial choices the last two weeks. What okay, the last speaking two of bad waiver wire pickups, why why you pick him up for 30 plus dollars? not play him and then drop him the next week
0: yeah uh because Can you please
1: I'm, explain that to it, the whole league right it,
0: now yeah it's because i'm an idiot if you want <laughs> if you want my rationale behind why i'm an idiot the thought was that um it, and by the way i won last week so you know it worked out either way but well it didn't work out because you lost 30 something dollars for 30 something no dollars okay so i i will walk through my decisions but i admit off the top that it was dumb and I'm an idiot, but this is okay, where my okay, thought process fair. was is I had $95 and felt strongly that I needed Dearness Johnson to fill that week. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do 30 because we have, you know, half the season left. And I really think there's not too many more huge pickups historically in fantasy football between weeks, like 10 and 14 outside of a a real, you know, like Derrick Henry situation when Jack got him late in the season, then he had, you know, his breakout in week 14 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They do slow down late in the season, usually. Yes,
1: Um, I agree. Barring like a bell cow getting injured. and Right. And that's always, that's always a,
0: I mean, it's football. That's always a factor. But my thought was, okay, I'm at a good point in time to make a move. I had obviously Montgomery go down. And then last week, uh, Najee Harris was out, which is been a a great producer for me. So I was like, I'll go with Johnson because both Cleveland guys are on the IR. I was also thinking David's in potential for the beer mile. So if I can somehow just barely snipe him. And I thought David was going to put like 60 up. So really, I thought I was kind of going to be second. That's 100% truth. I was surprised he didn't bid really at all. Um, Uh, And then that that wasn't my point, though. That wasn't like I, I thought I'd be second, but I still wanted him thought I could potentially hurt David's chances because he's in the beer mile running and I'd be lying if I said I'm not just fucking nervous about doing it twice in a row. That's just embarrassing as hell and then the uh true then,
1: you're you're not wrong there
0: right i mean i'm just owning especially that. as the that's commissioner you
1: can't set a precedent that you're just like obviously the worst
0: manager I'm, in the whole league exactly that's it ruins the legitimacy of our league especially going into the 10th year so everyone should bench it's their true. players and let me finish not last um it's, anyway <laughs> then i was thinking that when i compared it david or i mean uh john connor Wait, what did I just say? James Connor, um, was playing more often because Chase Edmonds had a shoulder injury, so I thought he'd get a majority of the carries, and he's just on a touchdown streak as we saw again today. And with Dearness Johnson, when I was reading about it, they're like, "Oh, Felton might play a lot of snaps as well," and then Case Keenum was playing, so I was like, "Of course." uh who were they playing washington no not washington whoever they were playing i was like they're gonna oh denver they're gonna stuff the box Uh, and just stop the run and make keenum beat them but then keenum was pretty decent and like he didn't have a great stat line but he was good enough and johnson looked like a whole different back than i thought a third string would be so
1: it was just a recipe
0: for disaster but i'm completely embarrassed for spending that money and then dropping that person a week later and never having them in the lineup. That's a fact. That was just...
1: So that was a long explanation to say, oops.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it's. I think when you listen back to that explanation, it it makes reasonable sense. I just
1: listened to it already.
0: It's reasonable. I just listened
1: to it. It is re- I mean it's reasonable. It is reasonable. Everyone makes mistakes, Connor. Everyone, Everyone has, has those, those to, weeks.
0: Oh, you son of a bitch. In fantasy football. Um, let's right. move along. We've we're taking a long time on these power rankings and we still have to get to the week ahead. Um, I okay. think my team's posing for a comeback and it's going to be absolutely glorious. There we go. I hope uh, so. At, at number 6 is the guy we were just talking about, Derek Sanger. Uh, 4 and 3, the only other non 3 and 4 team outside of yourself and Randall and he's been, like we just mentioned, kind of a roller coaster, but his highs are very high, and his lows aren't that bad. I mean, there really haven't been, outside of maybe one week, uh, it, it hasn't been absolutely terrible, in my opinion. What's your thought about Derek going forward? I,
1: I was really high on Derek's team a couple weeks ago. I think that's trending down for me. I don't think Mike Williams was the receiver that he um, you know, was supposed to be or that he was performing as. Um
0: Yeah, that was he I feel like he traded for him two weeks too late.
1: Yeah, I think Antonio Gibson, I mean, I've heard about Antonio Gibson having some sort of stress fracture that's supposed to like require surgery or you put yourself at risk, something like that. Yeah. Where I've, he's supposed to be utilized less because of that.
0: Yep, yeah, I've heard the same, and especially because JD McKissick has been pretty good.
1: Yeah. So Derek's kinda hurting. He's got wide receivers and could he could use, uh, you know, an RB two because he's got fringe RB threes right now, um, especially once your boy Montgomery comes back.
0: Hell yeah, that's gonna. What be. do you
1: What do you think about Derek's team, Connor?
0: I think that Derek's team is not. I, I think he's going to be clear from the beer mile, but I really don't think he'll make the playoffs. In a weird, I think he'll be exactly that five spot. Like mm. that's just how I see it's hard with Dalvin Cook, though. I mean, he could be an absolute game changer, but then who's Derek putting in if Gibson isn't a full go or if he's just not underperforming because of this injury, which he has the last couple weeks? Like Khalil Herbert's done, like you mentioned. Zach Moss is he's averaging eleven a game, but it's all super risky because it's like a couple yards and a touchdown, you know, like it's yeah. James Connery, where you don't want him to be your R B two. Uh, well,
1: and I'm shocked that he dropped Madison this week and kept the Steelers on his bench with Dalvin Cook just being the most fragile man in fantasy football.
0: I know that not could having be, his
1: backup that how could many, be tough. How much money? Forty-two. Derek only has forty-two dollars. So, I mean, it's Madison's David's if if Cook suffers some sort of you're you know, absolutely end of season right. Injured. I
0: mean, yeah absolutely. And that's, he's probably,
1: yeah, that's but been a, Pollard most valuable handcuff. So I'm shocked Derek dropped him.
0: I am as well, but at the same time, I mean, we'll have to see, I, I could see Derek being the team that somewhat falls off late here. I, I don't mean that to be disrespectful because obviously he's four and three He's better than over 60% of the teams in the league, but At the same time, I just don't know if the staying power is there, especially, you know, DK Metcalf doesn't have Russell now, and it might be, you know, maybe he comes back pretty soon. Maybe he delays it because they suck ass. Um, (laughs) DJ Moore's been an outbreak, you know, or like a sleeper this year, but also Sam Darnold's now starting to go down the shitter as well. Um, And then you covered Mike Williams. So we'll, we'll see how Derek shakes out. I'm Not super hyped on his team, but I do think he's well clear of the beer mile just by his production so far in the year.
1: I think so, too. And I think he's clear the beer mile because of what we have remaining on this list of power rankings.
0: And so let's get right to that at number seven.
1: Hey, that was a good transition, wasn't it?
0: That was—I mean, you're doing it better than I am, which is embarrassing because I do. No, this that's not true, Connor. Hey, we all
1: know that's not John, true. John,
0: you know what? I'm gonna—I'm just gonna dub you Captain from here on out. Thank okay. You. Thank don't you. Don't know Captain. what that means, but well, oh. you're taking the nickname. No, you've taken over the transition. Impossible. Over the that's like
1: that's like you trying to take over Chicken's nickname. Just doesn't work.
0: <laughs> they call me Rooster, actually. Um, no, they don't at number seven, we've got Kyle George and it, yeah. I'll say, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Injuries, obviously main factor. He'll let you know about yeah. it in group text as well. But as, as much as we're poking fun, that's super tough to navigate when the yeah, waiver wire is. also hasn't been in a, a real wealth of talent or, or output this year.
1: Kyle's done great on the waiver wire. Like, yeah, amazing. exactly.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like he's done better than, anyone else probably in terms of just finding people to even produce because Mm -hmm. his team should be probably at the bottom of the barrel just due to the injuries and lack of production from, um, McCaffrey and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. And Hopkins too. He was, I mean, Hopkins is still averaging 14 points. I mean, that's, that's still close to wide receiver one numbers if not there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But not, you don't draft him that high to get,
0: that's a he's fair position,
1: point. Ranked 10, probably closer to 14 Uh for all the guys who have missed games or been on by. So yeah, he, DeAndre hasn't been performing as well. Amari Cooper after week one, I think hasn't right. Um, And his injuries. So Kyle's just, he's just been kind of bent over by the injury bug it's shown the 50 States, you know?
0: Absolutely. Um, but that being said, you got to get like, you already did. I mean, you got to commend him being in the Dude, I bet you is.
1: Kyle could name all fifty states. You know those maps that are blank and you have to write in the
0: You think okay, quick quick sidebar. Would Kyle be your pick to do it quickest and most accurate out of the Lug?
1: Well I think so because he's been bent over and shown the fifty states <laughs> so hard and for so long by the injury bug that I think he's just got it memorized, not even on purpose.
0: That's Okay. We're going to leave that one right there because that's a pretty perfect ending to uh, number seven there. And we know Kyle's, uh, Kyle's going through it right now, but luckily he's got the Braves to shed some light on life, right?
1: True. If he gets McCaffrey back to play the rest of the season, Kyle's not running the beer mile.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that McCaffrey injury is a crippling one when you pick him first overall, and he's been statistically the best fantasy player, maybe, I think, maybe ever as a running back over the last couple years of his career. Uh, Yeah. He will, I mean, anyone would be kind of hamstrung by those type of situations. Um, That being said, do you think the Braves win the World Series?
1: I hope so. We all hope so. We all
0: hope so. Fuck Houston. Um, number eight, we have David Walser, a guy in a very similar situation. A lot of injuries have played factors. His lineup last week was one of the worst we've ever seen put into starting slots. And he still (laughs) almost managed to pull out a victory. I don't think he, yeah, just barely lost. Um, what do you think about David's prospects as I mean, his, his roster is coming back to form. Russell Wilson obviously needs to get back into that quarterback slot. Otherwise, how do you feel about David's roster?
1: I think David's roster is solid, but not great. I think Diggs will play better. Cooks will play better with Tyrod Taylor back. Evans will probably play worse when he gets Gronk and A.V. back. James Robinson, who knows? I think his season hinges on James Robinson continuing to produce. Um.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, Especially as they get, you know, their record gets worse and worse. How do they handle his touches and and exposure to hits? I mean, that's that's going to be a major factor.
1: Yeah, true. Uh, David's not very deep, um, and his team is kind of risky in itself. His starting roster, even fully healthy, so uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. David, I would not be feeling too confident,
0: my friend. Wow. And then at number nine is a guy we we let off the show, kind of debating about. True, Jack, true. Jack McDonald. I want to hear your thoughts first because I've I've made mine pretty clear. I think I I have to tend to agree with Jack here, and I think it's uh, you know obvious that he feels this way by the group text. But I think his team is being underrated, and and I don't know if it's his team or his managerial prowess, but otherwise, I mean the stats are backing up that he's in contention week after week.
1: It's true. Um, so you know earlier how I had placed the top four teams in Cooper's power rankings: me, Randy, Paul, and Coop yes. in the S tier. Yes. It, uh, this is we're talking League of Legends here. League of, of Legends course. champs.
0: Yes. So of they're course. in
1: the S tier. You and Derek are in the A tier. Kyle and David are in the B tier. Jack and Tyler are in the C to F tier.
0: Kiff. Here. Like,
1: I think it's, they're pretty, uh, like obviously. Like you feel strongly,
0: together. you, you feel strongly that Jack and Jack in this situation is part of the bottom two teams in the league, not yes. even just based on Cooper's rankings. Like you feel that way.
1: Yes. I feel that way. I okay. think Cooper did a great job. Um, and I think Jack, he's a great manager, but like we were talking about earlier, his picks Ridley Kittle Keenan Allen have all been a huge whiff, you know, right. Fournette's been good for him. Damian Harris have been good for him. Um, Darrell Williams will be good for him for a little longer. But aside from that, I don't really see anything besides Justin Jefferson's team. Well, aside from the kicker and defense and quarterback that I like at all that, that would make him me scared of playing his team, you know?
0: Right. Like you're going into if you played him. Fourteen weeks in a row, you're feeling confident. Yes,
1: I think he should have held on to Jonathan Taylor and traded. Like, I don't know, I don't know. Jack has a bunch of assets still, so hopefully he can make something out of them, right? Uh, to I, keep himself out of the beer mile.
0: It's an interesting point. I, I don't know if that deal is possible without Jonathan Taylor, because Keenan Allen is still a big name despite his, you know, yeah. lack of production. I guess he's averaging 11 a week. Um, but if you can't do that deal with Damian Harris included, you got to hold Leonard Fournette cause he's been a breakout star this season. And then I, I don't know how else you get that deal done. And, and that being said, I don't know if Jonathan Taylor, Maybe Kittle. I agree. Kittle's interesting, especially being on the IR, but I don't know if Jonathan Taylor is like I think the last two weeks have really skewed our opinion on him. He's been consistent. I mean, he's like RB two or three. I'm not saying yeah. he's not had a great year, but the last two weeks have really bumped him up those rankings. Whereas before, he might have been maybe seven through ten. I I don't know that for certain, but that's kind of the feeling I got with him. Maybe I'm underrating him myself because he plays for the fucking Colts. But
1: well, and the Colts have been playing better, and he's a rookie. So uh, uh, sophomore. It, I am H. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, never mind.
0: Well, but I mean this point still holds. Like he's young yes, and he's does. still got he's still got his health.
1: And his teams, you know, they're they have a new quarterback and they're starting to play decent like what they were kind of projected to be like at the beginning. Right. So
0: That's a good point.
1: Who knows? Who knows? That's- it's it's unfortunate. You you know Jack's sitting there sad about it.
0: Oh yeah, he's probably got his own glass of whiskey uh on the rocks right now. I I'm pretty he's- certain of that.
1: When he listens to this, I can guarantee you there's a frown on his face.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure uh, I, the lucky part for us is we're going to hear about it in the text. So we'll I be so. sure to follow up on that one. And last on the list here, Tyler Baggenstoss. He's been, you know, last on the list pretty consistently so far. Got a good output tonight. We'll cover that here in a couple minutes. But do you think Tyler deserves to be consistently <laughs> on the bottom? Or is this something where you feel people might be sleeping on a potential not maybe not contender but someone who's more of a serious threat than we think no okay <laughs> okay got it uh, thank you uh, and we'll move on uh no go do, ahead. You,
1: do you remember right before the season started i made those quarterback comparisons to who
0: yes um, yes
1: yes and part of what i said about tyler i called him tony romo because it's funny to for whatever reason for me to see him not do good in this
0: <laughs> i don't know why so
1: i don't think it's mean it's just like for whatever reason it's tyler like he loves it and wh- i don't know it's just and he's good at it most of the time but it's just like tony romo like i like tony romo i love tyler it's just it's just like kind of funny to me you i don't know why. humor
0: in his pain okay got it. I, I, no i i, thought, I, I like, hear what you're saying
1: it's since it's been funny like every time we listen to the podcast I, like i love just the constant when you guys were doing it every week it like sounds like you're going to again hopefully but tyler just like just pissed off at the bottom trying to scratch and claw his way out of the beer mile it's just like prime time hbo max subscription worthy <laughs> content <laughs>
0: That's, that's what you're looking for right there. Yeah, that's fair. So I mean, that's going
1: into his team though, uh, has nothing to do with the man. I love Tyler. and I love him. I just love him. I think he's a great guy and an even better farmer.
0: Wow. That's, a, and that's and, big words.
1: And moving on to his team, Aaron Jones, great. Aaron Jones is a hard guy to own, you know, because it's like each week is just a coin flip, whether he's right. the Packers are going to use him. Or, you know, try to save him and make sure he's not injured by the end of the season. So he's kind of a hard guy to own. Today, obviously, put up points, almost had more. Cordero Patterson, waiver wire guy of the year, right?
0: Yeah, has to be.
1: So far, yeah. Absolutely saved Tyler from from just, like,
0: owning the beer from being title.
1: completely out of it. Yeah, Robert Woods is... is
0: Coming into form.
1: I don't know, dude. I don't know. I thought Four so. Four double-digit
0: games in a row.
1: What's going to be interesting here, Connor, is I'm not going to go through his whole team, but is if Julio Jones doesn't play on Monday, what Tyler's going to do. Look at his bench.
0: Well, they play. Wait, wait. They play Sunday at 10 a.m.
1: Oh, OK. OK. Sunday. If if he doesn't play Sunday, what's Tyler going to do?
0: <sighs> I don't know. I, I hope that's a He's, case because I'm playing him this is, week. So is he dropping the, his his own Cowboys defense? He might have to. He might have to. He might have to.
1: Or is he dropping old Julio Jones, the grandpa in the wide receiver position?
0: So are you saying Tyler right now is your pick for the beer mile? Would you put your label on that?
1: Yes. Wow. I think so. I think absolutely. It, I think Tyler needs Waller and A B to like be what they could be. You know, like I think A B needs to be arguable wide receiver one with Mike Evans, and Darren Waller needs to end this season like tight end one or two. Tyler to miss the
0: beer mile. Fair. I mean, that's kind of been a consistent take throughout uh, the league, at least the discussions I've had. I don't know. uh, Being another three and four team, you always think it's yourself, so it's hard to hard to make a read on it. But the fact that he's been at the bottom of the power ranking so consistently shows that I don't think the league in general has much faith in that roster to make a a a huge comeback. But Tyler's been a good manager throughout all nine years, so we'll we'll see. He has. He always. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, the odds are stacked against him. He scraps. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see Tyler do what he does best.
0: That's right. Okay, we'll see it over the next couple weeks. And let's get into that right now. Speaking of Tyler doing what he does best, we're going into the Week 8 matchups now. And I am faced off against Tyler, and he did a great job tonight. I I don't know if it's even really a choice based on what he had available, but Aaron Jones puts up 19.5. Chase Edmonds, 13.5. So Tyler's now projected for... 104 points on the other side. Yeah. I had Zach Ertz playing tonight, put up a respectable six for a tight end. That's pretty average. Um, and I'm projected okay. at 115. So how do you feel about this matchup? Who do you think wins in week eight between Tyler and myself?
1: I think it's clearly you. Tyler had over performances from his guys. That That's what scares too, me, but, John. That's what yeah. scares me. Well, it made it so he has a chance, but I mean, Uh, I, I just don't see it. Like every single position you have left is better than
0: I feel good. If AB is out, especially for sure, uh, which he's doubtful now. So I'm, I'm presuming he was in
1: crutches. So I think he's for sure.
0: That makes Godwin so much more valuable. Like just immensely because AB has taken so many targets. Um, I'm feeling confident. I was feeling great going into this week. I really wish Aaron Jones didn't catch so many passes tonight. Um, Man, he was.
1: I think if Aaron Jones would have gotten that last touchdown, I might.
0: I say agree. I feel like oh, be I agree. That was huge. That four down yeah. stand on the one was absolutely massive for my fantasy outlook. I I couldn't agree more, and I'm very happy that Zach Ertz came on in the second half for at least a respectable six because I was worried about a point five or a one there after um, him just moving to Arizona. So I'm I'm pretty pretty happy with it. Always going to be nervous when you're at the bottom of the barrel, but I'm, I'm feeling good about the matchup. I think you said um, pretty much how how the numbers shake it out. It looks like I have an advantage right now, but who knows? Come Sunday, if the, if the touchdown train gets rolling for Tyler's team as it did tonight, um, with that said, True. let's move. With that
1: said, you're picking yourself.
0: Oh, I'm always gonna. Hey, John. Okay, always so that's bet on both yourself. of
1: us. Both of us picking captain con.
0: Uh, both of us kept picking Connor. That's Connor and captain John picking captain American next. All right. (laughs) The next (laughs) one is, uh, one of the league's best versus one of the league's favorite subjects. That's Randall versus Jack. This is a battle uh, of the uh, igloo. I mean, they lived together two years in college at the igloo who in the end is going to be the bigger Eskimo.
1: Wow. I'd say it's, it looks like Jack lost his Eskimo and is wandering the frozen tundra, <laughs> or lost his igloo and is wandering the frozen tundra.
0: You're talking about his picture, of course.
1: I, no, his picture is great, though prime athleticism in a young man. But Can you I'm saying that that Jack's selfie. Um, it probably looks like what he looked like in uh, like seventh grade. <laughs> but I'm saying Jack's chances are looking a little icy this week. Oh. Sticking on theme, um, I think Randall's easily going to win. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll need to monitor the Jalen Hurd situation, but I don't know. Jeff, unless Calvin Ridley can, you know, Calvin Ridley missed last week for or two weeks ago for like mental health issues.
0: Right, I did not know that actually.
1: Yeah, and okay, not saying that that makes him a pussy because it doesn't at all. (laughs) Like, yeah, really. No, what I'm gonna say. Thanks for saying that. No, of course not. It's very brave of him to do that. What I'm saying is he's playing like a pussy. Like (laughs) he he like refuses to even attempt to catch balls in traffic. He like doesn't ever fight for extra yards. So like, I'm super down on (laughs) Calvin Ridley right now, and so thus I must pick Randall.
0: That being said Uh, in in Atlanta, his output hasn't been that bad. I mean,
1: no, well, because his volume is, is crazy, but his like conversions on the attempts are so bad.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I I'm going to pick, um, Randall as well. It's hard not to just because his team looks set for another big week. I wouldn't be shocked here. I know I'm taking both sides doing this, but. I'm curious if there's going to be a Randall week where we see like 85 points, you know, like just where everyone returns to not, not even preseason, but just like if there's a regression, like you mentioned earlier when we were talking power rankings, I don't think it's this week just based on their matchups. Um, it looks like his best players are playing defenses they'll take advantage of, but yeah, I I am curious about that.
1: It'll. I think if Eckler doesn't play, Jack's got a good shot. But if Eckler does, um, it's it's game over. Jack, Randall's locking Jack out of the igloo. Is that what he called their house?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's he's locking his fellow Eskimo out of the igloo and leaving Jack to die a cold, wow. torturous, wow. hypothermic death.
0: Okay, let's move on to the third matchup on that morose tone. Um, okay, we've got Derek uh, versus Paul. This is like a all-time Luke matchup. I mean, all-time life yeah. matchup. These guys have been in each other's lives and, more importantly, domes since, I mean, near birth. And hearts. Since near yep. birth. Uh, this yep. is the battle of fuck, Mountain Gate Neighborhood. Is that right? Wow. Did I kill that? I think I killed that. I. I
1: it sounds good. Uh,
0: Mountain Gate Neighborhood. Paul and Derek. It sounds like a
1: place I'd want to live.
0: Uh, me as well. And Paul, being the quote-unquote underdog record-wise, is projected for an 8-point win here, 114 to 106. How do you see this shaking out? Are we going to see Derek ride the highs of his roller coaster, or is this going to be Paul's continued comeback war train that he's put together over the last two weeks? I think this is going to be one to watch, big time. Really? You you see um, this one coming yes. down to the, to the wire, maybe Monday night, considering Patrick Mahomes will be a part of that matchup.
1: Yes, and I think it... If I were to pick what it hinges on is Khalil Herbert's performance. Right. I think um, that's fair and, to say. And so with that being in doubt, I'm going to go ahead and pick, um, you know, growing up the richer of the two, Paul Sheffield.
0: <laughs> God, I guess that's one way to distinguish money. <laughs> money really
1: can buy everything, Connor, including wins in fantasy football.
0: Well... I guess if you consider the waiver wire dollars money, then I, I mean, you're right there, but otherwise I think Paul just also might have the better roster. So I, I'm going to go with Paul here too. Um, I think, I think I, I hate saying it because he says it so much himself, but Paul might have a juggernaut on his hands. I mean, when all these
1: and always oh, team.
0: Yeah. I mean, just with, yes, what, I agree. with what he's putting in the lineup this week, specifically kind of being his best lineup. This is a scary team. I don't know if yeah, they're at is. the top two with you and Randall. I I would put him right up there with Randall, to be honest. I think you've still got the the clear cut one right now, but Paul's made a lot of good moves and I expect I expect him to con- kind of continue down that path of uh, destruction that he's put together recently.
1: Yeah. What's really scary is Pitts. It he's starting to look like he that's might what I'm edge saying. Right. Ridley as the wide receiver, like pass catcher one.
0: Oh yeah. He's and looking that's really scary. You're starting to see why he was such a high pick in the, the draft last year is because yeah. they and they found the way to use him in the offense. And then you have Matt Ryan who's able to deliver the ball, whether you like Matt Ryan or don't, doesn't really matter. He's great at throwing the football and is going to be a pretty damn decent quarterback until he his arm fails him. And and right now he's able to get that ball to pits. And it looks looks like a real threat uh, coming into the end of the season here.
1: True. I will say, Connor, real slimy move by Paul picking up Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah, can't that's be, the thing. Can't you know, believe
1: someone would condone that type of behavior.
0: I know. I thought as a league, we kind of understood that that's something we were against as a whole, but I guess there's one person willing to go to, like you mentioned, those those depths of hell to uh, win a fantasy football game.
1: Hey, man, he's taking notes from the Cowboys. They don't care about off-the-field issues. All they care about is the dubs, and you do kind of got to respect him for that.
0: I guess that's true. I mean, he's getting those dubs, so recently, what did you say? Recently,
1: uh, yeah humanity aside let's go on to the next one
0: <laughs> thanks for leading me in there uh next You're one welcome. there is cooper and david cooper gets five and a half tonight from the guy he paid the rest of his salary for and the waivers robert tonyan um, yeah. tonyan uh, tonyan i'm gonna go with tonyan uh who hurts his knee after a huge reception, obviously a bummer for Coop there. And now he's projected to lose to David, who has been absolutely bashed in the rankings as of late. So do you think Cooper's able to pull off, you know, some extra pointage where ESPN doesn't see it? Or do you think David rises above that hate and kind of steals a win here? I don't know if steals even appropriate, but gets to four and four.
1: I mean, he's probably catching Coop at his most vulnerable. Right. With Lambjack, Mark Andrews and, uh, he absolutely is. Devontae, There's no doubt. Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So if David were to win, this would be the week and I'm going to say he's going to do it. I think, uh, big Chubb energy is going to steal one from Coop this week.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you here because, uh, and I'm sorry we're agreeing so much, but at this point I think, Hey Connor, great minds think alike. That's what they say. I see a regression here saying. from Jonathan Taylor uh, specifically Titans defense, not something to be too worried about, but I just don't know if the Colts are that good of a team as well as they've been playing late. And then I always worry about a running back on a really poor team like the lions. Um, obviously been proven completely wrong this year. Swift has been awesome, but I'm just curious if, I mean, they're playing the Eagles this week. I expect that to be a very competitive game. Um, but If they're consistently losing, how often are you really going to put the ball in your young star's hands uh, with a chance of injury? I mean, enough that, you know, he's going to continue, I guess, his 10 carries a game. But if touch, are you talking about Swift? Yes. Mm. I'm just curious how that plays out the rest of the season. It's a great point. I think he's Uh, overperformed pretty clearly. Um, Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. It's right now. It's a real toss up in my gut about if he continues that pace or not. Because I see it. I mean, he's a focal point, and they dump the ball off so much. But at the same time, if that's a guy you're relying on on like an zero and ten team, I start getting really nervous.
1: Yeah. What their coach is kind of crazy though.
0: Oh, he's so, he's a lunatic.
1: Yeah. So so who knows? Who knows?
0: And also I'm not even
1: going to attempt to predict.
0: Yep. Okay. Good point. Let's, let's move right along here. Uh, so we're, we're both taking David on that one, I think.
1: Yeah. We've taken everyone the same.
0: You know what? I'm switching that pick. I'm going Cooper after everything I just said. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Got to mix it up.
1: That seems like you did your, your heart really isn't there.
0: No, my heart's there. It's absolutely there. Uh, and then the next one it's you versus Kyle and I'm going to pick you. So you should go something different.
1: Which which team should
0: what? I'm gonna what's pick your the team. team name? Yeah. Okay. What's it called? It's Count Chocula. Um, <laughs> is, is your name right now? An absolute classic. Uh. And
1: <laughs> it, it's you know in season we got Halloween coming up this weekend.
0: Oh, I'm uh, with you. Count love Chocula
1: it. is the best seasonal breakfast food that's ever existed. So I feel like it's a fitting name.
0: That's a, it's a it's a it's a B plus name. It's a B plus okay.
1: name. that's
0: okay.
1: Uh, I was thinking for a while. What is hand-blown glass-blown, by the way? uh, I've seen it for years.
0: Kyle Mooney is, you know who that is? No, I don't think so. He's like, he's on Saturday Night Live now, but he really started on like YouTube as just that guy that would like interview people intentionally super awkwardly. Oh, Uh, did he interview the Giants? Yes. Yep. Same guy. And he had a video, I believe this comes from when he was uh, a stoner video. And they walk in and ask about his bong, and he's doing that voice he does, and he's like, "Yeah, his hand back background," and that's oh, where, oh, it comes okay. from. yeah, in general.
1: So it's a weed thing. It absolutely. Okay. Nice. Is
0: it, a quick question off that: Is it safe to assume Kyle Blaze is based off his team name?
1: Does Kyle burn? I don't know.
0: Okay, I don't, know. A, I don't it, know. It would it's seem like here.
1: he he's putting on a front that he burns, but I don't know.
0: Sometimes the people putting on the front are the most, you know. Timid. Don't burn. Right. Timid of the bomb. Yeah.
1: Yes. They. They like have never even touched
0: a gram of marijuana in their entire lives. Not even one single gram. I agree. Yeah. Um. To move on to his team now, though. Uh, okay. So Kyle obviously really hurting tonight. He he went for yeah. the handcuff all season of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, which first two weeks looked brilliant. And and I still don't hate the move, but tonight is the opposite example where it's crippling. Kyler Murray only puts up 8 points and then DeAndre Hopkins 7. So 15 total out of his two of his top 3 picks um and then his top pick will be out of the lineup with an injury. Do you feel like do you feel like you've already won the week? And I'm being dead yeah. honest when I say that. Like do you feel pretty confident there's nothing really that could spark it out like spark a win for kyle outside of just something we've never seen before i think that like be, maybe i'll I mean, take that's an honest maybe i'll take just out just a couple of
1: players to make it so like i want to turn my tv on on sunday
0: <laughs> okay so yes is your so
1: is it, yeah no my answer is no that i think like i'm feeling good this week he got he, his two highest scores just shit the bad. So well, that's
0: what I'm. I, this is all after tonight's game, is what I'm yeah, saying. Like, yes, yes. Going into is. the week, it's a whole different story because those guys are such threats. But after tonight, I mean, yeah, the firepower I mean, is really yeah. tough for a comeback. Even if you're, I mean, your guys would have to not show up almost They'd in terms of die. your stars. Well, okay. yeah, I
1: agree. I, yes. It's a global. I totally game. agree. So, May, maybe, uh, Maybe I'll do something nice for Kyle and, like, take out Derrick Henry.
0: You should. We'll see. You should do it. You should see see what happens. Just do it and see what happens.
1: What does he play? Maybe I'll take out Kamara after I watch the uh, 10 o'clock games.
0: (laughs) That would be savage, honestly. That's not
1: as risky. That's not as risky. So, I guess I would have to do Henry or nothing.
0: Uh, You should do that just to be an absolute ass. You might overtake paul in the league rankings yeah person we don't want to see win most Uh,
1: and i don't want to be that guy
0: it might i want you
1: guys to root for me like you do every
0: week right now yeah we're we're all very much rooting for you it's great to see you win and not myself that's what i've always said to everyone it's great it's great to be in that position connor all right, John. That wraps up uh, our power rankings as well as matchups ahead. And I know we're Woo! we're running pretty late here, but do you have do you have like five to ten minutes for me still?
1: Oh yeah, I, I'm doing nothing to the rest of the night. Hell yeah! Well,
0: then I don't care if the Lou's not listening anymore. I need your uh, opinion. It's going to be a tradition each week to talk a little bit of Blazers at the end of the episode. Oh, uh, so nice. What's your opinion on the start so far? Obviously, two and two, uh, a bad loss to Sacramento, and then a. a absolutely terrible loss to um, the Clippers and then big wins over weirdly enough Phoenix, as well as Memphis who are two teams I would have thought we would lose to uh, based on those other games. So where are we at in your mind? What do you think of the rotations? Obviously Norm uh, suffering a knee injury is, is not great for the squad, but I know you're a big proponent of actually, let me just read your text. CJ is quote unquote worthless. (laughs) as he puts up 34 points in that same very game. So I'm he, curious about your blazer takes.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, um, that's funny that you have that on tap there. What I will say is, well, it was, he's it's complete, just not the
0: right time for that. Take is all.
1: Well, I, I think time this season is the right time for that take, unless game gets injured. Okay. It clearly doesn't work. Okay. There, you know, you know, what's let, let me use an analogy for you connor let's go back to league of legends okay
0: yes of course something we're all very well versed in
1: yes yeah, so every something everyone's very familiar with yeah or world of warcraft I, of I, I don't play that but i know it kind of works similarly
0: luckily i uh, play both so that so, way everyone
1: ahead. in the league knows what i'm talking about yep. now okay yeah you go into a game five on five and of if course. you go into the game you know there are 100 plus champions in the game aka basketball players right and when you put those players together, you want to have the right team composition known as team comp. Right. Uh, Otherwise you're like, like you walk into any game and you should like someone is favored over the other usually. Um, And so when you walk into the game, one team has a favorable outcome based on how their team works together. You know how they synergize off of all of their talents and attributes, blah, blah. So, and where you go against another team, you put all of your players against the other team's comp. And uh, that really, there's a really good way to measure success based on your team composition itself and then pairing it against the the enemy team's composition.
0: Yes. So generally right now you're talking about just basic strategy of competition.
1: Of, of composition of, of putting a team together that makes sense right and dame and cj together clearly do not make sense and, it's like like they they both are good at the same things and they're bad at the exact same things and so they don't help each other at all
0: and so i i definitely agree with you that's that's something i think is very much been proven at this point in time despite their highs yeah. that they're very they're very similar players so it's tough to make that uh, work especially on the defensive end but one thing I'm curious about is that's a easy take to have for all of us I think and we do all have it but at the same yes. time what's the move you make right now that you feel good about and changes the team towards the direction you want to go so like what's the it's easy to say get rid of CJ but what's the move yeah. you're willing to accept to do that? Because right uh, now, I mean, say we can't get Ben Simmons right now, which it feels like we, we still aren't there, obviously. No. Um, so what's the other move? You know, like what's that trade that you're talking about?
1: I think we would have needed to go. I mean, it's kind of a past tense thing now that we all were clamoring for in the offseason is for Olshi to change something or right. for him to be fired and for someone else to do something. I
0: agree with that. I think, I think it's ridiculous he's still our GM.
1: Yeah, he said that it was a coach's problem that we weren't it's winning not. which i mean our surely there's the well, same surely there's a little bit of i connor i have refused to talk blazers to anyone until right this moment this is so good. you're getting all of the rage
0: i need it coming all. Out. give it give it we want to hear it
1: okay so like in the off season we needed to make moves for defense it's not like a mentality thing it's not a mindset thing we have two guys that we're paying the most on our team who don't play any defense at all right okay and so why do we not go after defense make something happen to get cj he has a lot of value okay maybe you couldn't get anything ideal for cj now in the season if he's playing well i think he's good for everyone that hopefully we can trade him but i don't i just don't think that they will right they need to though
0: i think you're right i i mean i think olshay's shown that there's a correlation in his mind about Dame and CJ being his best draft picks and great draft picks, both obviously, but the rest of, you know, he, he gets so much credit for drafting because of those two, the rest of his picks have been pretty ass. Um, yeah. I mean, not ass. Like I like Collins. He just was hurt, but I mean, what's he didn't produce. I mean, we've been late round is just now coming to right. And Myers Leonard, obviously we saw he was, a rotation player like late in the bench but at 11 you're hoping to get more than that and so Anti-racist. he hangs i think he hangs on to those guys because he's it's job security those it's are like his what we we're talking
1: oh oh yeah i mean we have we have dame we have uh anthony who's been playing great and we have dennis smith jr we do not need like we have no need for cj we're not going to win significantly more games if we just like drop cj off our team right now i personally believe i think he has a lot of value uh out there for other teams even though i think he's probably still undervalued i think he could be an all-star on a different team
0: oh he definitely i think if you put him in philadelphia right now he's an eastern conference all-star
1: yeah i agree we've we've seen
0: how good he is like and then you let him hold the ball even more I mean he's yeah. he's gonna be fantastic. That's a that's a tough part. It's just what you said of together they don't it doesn't make much sense, unfortunately. It doesn't. that's not that's I mean, it's not their fault that they're built the same way and like no, not at similar all. basketball. It's just a fact.
1: And can't play a lick of defense.
0: Why could we get like Tobias Harris for CJ instead of Ben Simmons, like, is that a realistic thing, or is that not even a, a concept to the Sixers? Because that would be somewhat interesting. I don't know.
1: Is he is he solid defensively?
0: Well, he's. I mean, we just have to change it up in general. He's not terrible, and he's like six eight. So I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't mind getting like trading him and or him for like a couple pure defensive players, or like and just him and someone down else on offense,
0: basically. Just saying, like, Dame, you have to do it all. Because that would be a situation. Like, CJ is basically our only other offense right now. That's a fact. Like, I mean, well, Nurk's not great offensively. Anthony,
1: Anthony oh. can can create shots as well. Obviously not nearly as good as CJ, and he's kind of out of control sometimes. Right. But I don't think he's, like, a horrible option. And I don't think we need as much fire firepower as we have. If we could play really good defense, with Dame... Nurk hopefully stops playing so soft.
0: Yeah. That's um, a, that's
1: Rocco. If he can hit some threes and then just have defenders out there, I think that that's what will do it for us. Yeah. I
0: don't, I don't disagree with that. Either. Sorry. That's I what get... I think. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't disagree with that either. It's just the fact that like, I think, I think we're basically have shown that what we've tried these last couple of years just isn't the winning recipe. Uh, If we're trying to be a contender, the other thing though, is like, you're not going to become a contender by trading CJ. So I do understand the kind of business aspect of it. I'm just so curious about what's out there.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, this is the first year I've ever just like not gotten excited about this. The random guys like Zeller and Larry Nance that we seem to just like cycle through every year, a couple of years.
0: Oh and yeah, that's where, those where are I'm the just, same trades O'Shea's done every season.
1: Yeah, or free agents or whatever. But it's the first year. I'm just, I'm like, just accepting the fact our identity that we're, you know, going to be a low round playoff team. As long as CJ is on our team and our composition stays reasonably similar, that we're like, I'm not investing too much of my heart and soul into it until I see something happen.
0: But John, that I mean, we're Portland. We have to invest everything into it because we have no other thing to root for.
1: I don't want to die young, Connor.
0: Isn't it better than dying? I want to see. I want to see parent. my
1: grandchildren. I want to see my grandchildren grow up and get, walk my granddaughter down the aisle. And that's not going to happen if I continue on this pace as a Blazer fan.
0: That's a fair point. I mean, that's a fair point. They have caused me so much undue stress over the last couple of seasons that I could have just gone without. But at the same time I get up for every Can't.
1: It's like a drug. It's like heroin.
0: Exactly. Like you're saying you're, you're ready to be done, but I know you're watching every game based on already your texts this season. Obviously. I mean, obviously we We get up. This is what we do every single season.
1: I will say, okay. My one positive thing I will say is that, I love the vibe that Chauncey's bringing. We're, we seem to be playing like with with some attitude a little bit that we have lacked, you know, like Chauncey's a Chauncey's a, a baller. And Terry Stotts was like a white guy who goes hiking with walking sticks he paid for.
0: Well, there's clearly, um, a,
1: there's there's clearly a difference in just like
0: do not sleep atmosphere. on
1: walking sticks. That's I, <laughs> all I'll say.
0: But at the same I mean, time, I
1: mean, you know what I'm saying. No, I it's do. clearly a different vibe
0: in the locker room. I did go to the opening night game against Sacramento, and Dame was like, I mean, they're like dapping up on, on the last second shot, like before it goes up and everything. Like, you can tell there's a different relationship between a player and someone who's been a player in the past, and especially someone like Chauncey, who's been, I mean, his name's what? Mr. Big Shot? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's. Yes you can tell the difference in relationship.
1: I could see it not being great, you know, like, uh,
0: if it's not the right person, it gets too
1: casual where they're not held accountable, but I think Chauncey won't let it get that way. I hope. I think you're
0: right. I think he's already shown that or not. No, he hasn't already shown that, but I think he just as a, a person, especially as his time as an analyst, you can kind of tell he's, the type to tell it how it is and kind of demand respect and because of that honesty. And so I think he'll get the same thing out of the team, whether that means you win or not. I mean, whole different question.
1: True. True. I'm glad we're on the same page.
0: We are absolutely on the same page and because we're on the same page and because we've gone almost an hour and a half at this point, let's go ahead and wrap love it. I, I loved it too, John. Thank you uh, a ton for joining me. Everyone's going to love hearing the takes. I already know that. So this will, uh, this will be a, an episode that goes down in the books. That's for sure.
1: Hey, thanks everyone for listening. Um, sorry if I offended you in any way. Just know that I love you, each and every one of you, exactly the same as people.
0: Well, that and, and you love I Randall wish, a little more, is what you said earlier. No,
1: and I wish you all nothing but the highest level of success, financially, spiritually. Um, relationship-wise and just overall happiness. I love you all. See you soon.
0: That's just a touching way to end. And with that, we will wrap. All right. For John Fishback, Connor Scott, this was Commish Corner Week 8. We'll be back next week, Week 9, with a new special guest. Until then, peace. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about them. playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown them. A-
1: but they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.